Welcome back. You're listening to the Your Hard Podcast. Today we have Laura Lee and Madison Sparks, and we will be talking to Laura Bush. Thank you so much for being on our podcast. We really appreciate you agreeing to take part in this. Um, just like to start off, do you want to tell everybody like your position at Knox and how you got started here? Absolutely. Hi, my name is Laura Bush, and I work in the TRIO Achievement Program. I serve as the Associate Director. I've been associated with TRIO since 2010, but it's kind of taken a, a fun little path in some part-time roles, some full-time roles, some different roles. But since I stepped onto the Knox campus in, in 2010, my, my home has been in the Center for Teaching and Learning and the TRIO office. To start, um, we do see that you have different varying interests like yoga. So our topic for the podcast is how do you apply your interests and your hobbies into the workplace? Great question. So yes, yoga would be probably the number one, right? And I would say the other one would just be kind of general wellness. And then um, I also happen to be a licensed professional counselor because my master's degree is in counseling and educational psychology. So they absolutely all intertwine every day um, in so many different ways. It's, it's kind of actually interesting to see how they all integrate. But whether that's as far as the yoga goes, being able to literally share that with students, um, we've shared stress reduction techniques. We practice some very gentle movements in some of my classes that I've taught over the years. We've actually had a trio yoga class, one winter wellness several years ago that was in the in the fitness center. And then, of course, the counseling. I always um, let my students know that I'm working with that I'm not serving as their personal counselor per se, but because I am licensed, because I have a background in that, I'm the Kleenex is there. I am comfortable with whatever emotion, whatever is happening as, as real life kind of rolls out for our students. So if, if they're ready to talk about, you know, a, a tough time they had on an exam or more often it's, um, you know, maybe thinking I'm no longer going to be pre-health. I need to do something else or things that they might come in contact with as far as family relationships and pressures and what to do after knocks, those kind of things. So they absolutely all intertwine all the time. And then the wellness perspective, I, I find Knox to be a very intense place. I, I probably only experienced a, a low percentage of what, what students experience as far as the three classes per terms. And, and Knox seems to attract very committed and involved students. And so that wellness perspective um, from both the yoga and the counseling is like, okay, let's, let's step back, let's pause, no is a complete sentence. What, what do we have on our plate? What are our priorities? So that's always a place that I'm coming from as well. I know a lot of us students, especially with me and Laura Lee with being a part of TRIO, like the stuff that you do and having like that background and that balance is very helpful for us because we do with school stress and like at home and on the job and everything else. And it's just like, we, you know, we come to y'all and we look to you for like that guidance and that help. And because you always provide that for us, it, it relieves that stress, especially with the different events that you've have like hosted or had even other trio leaders host to kind of help, you know, bring back like that balance and that self care and to, you know, just not just only being a student, but just being a busy person or just, you know, people. Definitely. Um, I think another thing that I want to talk about is you seem very passionate about the work you do. Um, and it seems like you have the perfect job to, like, bring all of the things that you're interested in together. And so I was wondering if you could tell us, like, how you found 
like this job and how you found your passions maybe it was like in graduate school because we know you got your masters um or an undergraduate or just how you came to seem like such like a grounded person well that's daily work i will say that <laughs> but thank you and it's been it's been a fun path so as I think back, I came to, I attended a Big Ten school. My I, my parents tried to get me to look at a small liberal arts school. I wouldn't do it. I had my eyes set on the U of I. I don't know why. I just wanted to bleed orange and blue, and that was that. Now that I see what Knox offers students as far as the personal connections and the small classroom sizes, I there's definitely part of me that wishes I could hit redo and get in that small classroom. But at U of I, I did find little pockets. Um, I was a psych major. I pretty much knew that right away. And I was able to join the honors program my junior and senior year, which meant I did research, much like our students do research at Knox. And so then I got to work closely with, still different from Knox, I was working with the graduate student, not so much the professor. We would have a once a week kind of a reading circle with the professor. And that was the that was the big deal. And then our day-to-day -day was was um, the graduate student saying, guess what, Laura, we're in Champaign, but you as the undergrad get to go up to Kankakee to do the research. So get in that, get in that little car and drive up. We're going to stay here in the Champaign schools. <laughs> so, you know, there was definitely some rank of, of who got to do what, but there was also a lot of independence. Like me and my, me and my colleague, my, my fellow psych student, we got in a little Honda Civic and drove up to Kankakee and walked into this room of 400 fourth graders that had no idea who we were. And we tried to get them to fill out our survey because we wanted to, we wanted to know about childhood self-referral. So uh, from there, I pretty much knew much as it is today, like, what are you going to do with a degree in psych? You can do a lot of things. But um, fortunately for me, I did find a few master's programs and very fortunate for me, I was able to attend Mizzou with a um, assistantship in both the career center and the counseling center. So that was very, very uh, meaningful. I had some wonderful, that was when I did get to work one-on-one -on -one with professors and did get to experience the power of an internship or practicum in the career center and in the counseling center. So I got to have those, okay, what is this? What? Are, let me dig in. Let me work with undergrads now. And so after that, um, I came back to Illinois for family and, and other good things. And it was tough to find a job. And so the first job I landed was doing um, drug and alcohol counseling in a private practice. And that taught me a lot. That was 80% of my work was um, with white men and it was people who had received DUIs. And I had to walk in there as the 24 year old and say, okay, let's talk about your drinking habits <laughs> and how you've changed. Right. And so that was trial by fire because it was a group full of men. It was many of them probably not being completely honest with themselves or with me. They wanted to tell me what I needed to hear. And so, you know, I definitely learned a lot of skills. I did get to do some private clients that wanted to be there too. That was nice. <laughs> but from there, I kind of was, was looking pretty quickly, you know, within a year or two, I thought, okay, this is not quite it. I want a little more support. I want a little more education. And so I started looking at Bradley. I started looking at Carl Sandburg College, I think probably Knox as well. And um, Carl Sandburg College had just started a trio program for, and that's our community college here oh, in Galeford. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. I yeah. <laughs> So that was super cool. I didn't know what trio was. I hadn't heard of it at U of I, even though there's a program. But as I looked at the goals and the objectives, and as I met the um, team that was already in place, they, they hired me on as a retention coordinator. And I was all of a sudden a part of a very effective team, 
Carol Sandberg was very welcoming to me. Other the counselors came in and kind of said, here's how we do advising. And the really special thing about that job was getting to see, unlike Knox, where most of our students are 18 to 20-ish, right, 18 to 24, that's, you know, pretty traditional. I had 18-year-olds. I had 60-year-olds. I had everybody in between. I had people with established families and kids and jobs. And so really... Um, just learning the power of a program that could that could say, hey, we're going to meet you where you are. We're going to support you in what ways we can. And we're going to align our programming with what you need because it's not all, you know, they were facing family stuff. They were facing community stuff. Again, so do our students, but just at a different level based on that non-traditional piece. So did that. And then um, it was time to have a family and worked in a family construction business for a while. And then it was kind of time to say, okay, let's get back to uh, let's get back to academia. That was a lot of fun. Um, and again, probably the counseling and that sort of thing, different than project management and looking at budgets. And not that there isn't that in TRIO, but uh, anyway, a part-time position opened up in the Center for Teaching and Learning that was working with the tutors. And so I got to start working with John Haslam. I got to start working with tutors from all over the world, as you know. Knox is a very diverse uh, place. So that was really mind-blowing to come in and say, wow, I've got tutors from downtown Atlanta and I've got tutors from Nepal and everywhere in between. And so just getting to work with that group was pretty incredible. Um, getting to work with trying to help students access tutoring and not see it as a not see it as a negative, but a positive to their own development. So that was a lot of fun. And then the halftime trio gig came up and I thought, well, this is perfect. I already know what trio, by that time I knew what trio was. And so I got my own advising load, which was super cool. I think at that point I had about 30 students and um, that was part-time. And then some things shifted and, you know, 10 years went by and programs changed and this and that. And then when our current associate director left to start an Upward Bound trio program at Carl Sandburg College, I was able to step in and, and um, work as the associate director now. So that's been, I think, since January 2018. My question, because I know you mentioned earlier that you know, sometimes you wish you could redo something, not as if like you regret like your experience because everything leads you down, you know, your right path. But how do you look at opportunities and know like this, this is the right choice versus maybe it's not? Because I know sometimes for me or possibly those who are about to be seniors or, you know, the ones that graduated this school year, like you think, okay, we're about to go into the real world. Do I go with the job, my dream job that may not pay me so well? Or do I go with the big businesses, big companies that I know I'm going to, you know, make make more money at? How do you make your decisions and things for yourself? Those are tough. And that's high stakes, right? And, and Knox students have much higher stakes than when I was an undergrad. I think the other day I was talking to, and that's been several decades, right? I mean, I think tuition was $1,500 a semester. So it wasn't this huge finance. I mean, that's still a lot. I still worked 20 hours a week at the bookstore, all kinds of stuff, worked in the summertime. But that wasn't the same burden that so many students face now. So I think the pressures and the stakes are higher. I first want to just acknowledge that. As far as knowing the path, I didn't really know when I went off to grad school. Um, but when they said, hey, we've got an assistantship for you in Columbia, Missouri, seemed like a beautiful town. I thought, well, this seems like... <laughs> ABC? Sure, let's go there. 
Um, I do have two regrets that I do want to share because I'm hoping that that as as we continue, I love the Career Center at Knox, and I never visited the Career Center at the U, U of I. I cannot believe that. So I try to tell all my advisees, please go. If I could redo one thing, I would have gotten into that Career Center and felt a little more. Um, more direction probably. What I did do is that was back in the day where you had to mail off for catalogs about graduate programs. And so the psych department had a little office and all the mailings would come into the office and I would sit in there and organize them. So that was, and I got volunteer credit for it. So that was like, you know, a good way, but that was self-directed. I really didn't know what I was looking at. Oh, here's a program here. Here's a pro. It was just kind of a needle in a haystack. So I definitely wish I would have would have gone to the career center because that would have been more support and the stuff that you guys do now is actually is just mind-blowing the connections the network the the online tools that you can use so um that and then i always wish i would have studied abroad i wanted to go to south america and my mom was just like nope that's nope didn't feel comfortable didn't feel safe about that so i'm i'm always trying to encourage my students and again the stakes are higher I'm a white cisgendered woman who wanted to study abroad in the 90s. Now we, we're working with trio students who come from all kinds of backgrounds, um, students of color, students, um, you know, from diverse sexual backgrounds who may just, you know, they really have some very significant concerns about where to study abroad, not to mention the financial, right? Again, thousands and thousands. So, um, so to come back to your original question, which was how do you know the right path? There's a phrase in counseling that's very simple. It's just, counselor, know thyself. Very short, right? Um, so really taking that time to self-reflect, to get to know yourself in whatever way that means, whether that's your spirituality, whether that's your friend group, whether that's a mentor at Knox, whether that's a mentor in the career center or a professor. And it's soul searching and it's it can be painful. It can be scary. It can be anxiety producing. Um, you know, we have to learn to trust ourselves, but I think we can, the practical part of me says, well, how do I gain that trust? Well, I develop relationships. I try and step out of my comfort zone. I try and meet alums who are so ready to give back, right? You both know that from your work in the career center, let them, let them help you carve that path. Right. So I think learning to trust ourselves, learning to know ourselves, and then, also recognizing the value of seeking out resources, right? We come to the college sometimes so independent, so ready to prove things on our own. And if we just step back and let it be interdependent, there's just, it doesn't have to be so hard, right? We can, and it also makes it more real to say our fears out loud. What if I don't like working for Coca-Cola? What if I don't want to work in Minneapolis? My ideal is DC and this, but this one's, here and it's got benefits, right? So oftentimes there isn't a clear, there isn't a clear cut, but, but what I've seen from Knox students is that you graduate with a lot of transferable skills from your discussion-based classes, from your research-based classes, from your on-campus work, from your research, from your capstone experiences. You can learn to kind of put those things to your best use um, in so many different ways. So... And I think, too, you know, maybe the current generation of college students is kind of recognizing that it's not going to probably be just one career. You're going to float through different things because life just isn't like that anymore. It still will be for, for maybe a doctor or a lawyer or some traditional roles. But even that, I think we're seeing some changes. So, Yeah, uh, thank you for that. I think um, 
the part that resonated with me the most is like know yourself uh i came into knox i was like oh i'm good i'm pre-health i'll be a doctor you know but just because like um coming from like a first generation college student background like i didn't really know um what all the jobs out there were and i like science and i like helping people so i was like okay the only job for me is a doctor but no like after i learned more about myself and like all the jobs but there are out there um, by working with like TRIO and the Career Center, I realized like, no, like I'm not going to be a doctor and that's okay. You just have to like learn more about yourself and go with it. I know for me, like adding on to Laura Lee, I was like, okay, we've been wanting to be a lawyer since forever. This is what you have to do. Your parents and your family's like, you have no option. And now I'm in college. I'm like, okay, I'm interested in this. I'm also interested in this, but do I still want to be a lawyer? Mm-hmm. just a little bit mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's so many things there are yeah I think that's where the career center can help because I've had um like lots of shadowing and that helped me decide that like mm-hmm. I don't really like enjoy it that much so why would I like continue right. to pursue it so um, valuable right so valuable yeah. to have a one day or three week or six month shadow versus a oh my gosh this is where I am <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I moved my family across the country to do what Oh no! You're like, why did I do this? <laughs> yeah. So, thank you for sharing that. I think that makes it seem more like real because when I first realized, I was like, "Oh no!" Like, now what do I do? Like, kind of like an identity crisis. But knowing that other people yeah. experience the same thing as you is really helpful. I think. Absolutely. Yeah. One question that um I think is important um is if you could like address any struggles you had like in the workplace itself like after you graduated um. You know, it's not all smooth sailing after you get, like, a job. There are still some rough patches. And just, like, how you dealt with that um, and overcame that. So probably the biggest one that I've already mentioned with the first job, that clinical experience was just, like, whoa, I am in here. I did have some supervision, but it wasn't super hands-on. And it would have been very helpful just to help me establish my boundaries and my assertiveness. Um Fortunately, I survived it, but unfortunately, there was also, um, I would say, stay the path of financial literacy and stay the path of knowing your legal rights as an employee, because there were some financial dealings that in a kind of a pay scale at the private practice that was a little bit, um, I basically left there with a significant amount of money owed to me that I never received, just because Mm -hmm. they're like, well, the client hasn't paid us, so we can't pay you. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) so now could i have gone after it hired a lawyer small claims court but again i was 20 something and just like i was looking for health insurance and benefits and somewhere else to be so um you know sometimes you just have to walk away that's one lesson um it's definitely been there's definitely still some instances as a woman where i have faced some i was pregnant in the worst workplace And I faced, um, it's still pretty amazing what people feel they have the right to say to a pregnant person or physically touch you. And now that again was, that was the 2002, right, Madison? I know. So just (laughs) establishing those boundaries, like you are not even coming close to my body. You are not any member of my family. No, thank you. Um, and just, just random comments. I will still never forget this one. Someone said, uh, well, when you get, it was a person at IT, not at this school. Well, when you get ready to download. Oh. <laughs> what? 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 
So I think even as much as we think we've advanced as a society, there's still things as a female identifying person that we might encounter in the workplace, even when we think about this is an institution of higher learning. Everyone is enlightened. No, 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 not all the time. Not all the time. Right. And I'm not even talking about racial microaggressions or anything else like that. I'm just talking about changes in my physical appearance. So um, I think being aware of that culture and what, what rights we have. um, But really, I mean, what I've always said about my coworkers in the center for teaching and learning, that's both, that's both um, the the CTL and the trio program is that, I am blessed because we are all there for the purpose of the work. We want to find meaningful work in support of students. What I really appreciate is that no one's there to boost their ego. No one's there to try and get on top or trash my work or trash your work. It is about, hey, we, we know that, again, the stakes are too high. Our students need to graduate. They need to get the best grades possible. There's no time or place for that. And um, so I do know that I'm very fortunate there. Having worked in construction and a family business, there were egos, there was, you know, there was all kinds of things that would happen that would just blow your mind. So um, it was kind of nice to to walk away from that and be um, in a place where policies and procedures are important as much as it's fun just to kind of say, a student walks in, it's a beautiful day, let's go walk for our meeting. You know, there's, there's, there's a lot of independence, there's a lot of um, openness at Knox that is, that is pretty refreshing. Going like along with that, um, I believe it's very good to reflect and to understand what those experiences are. Because when you know when you're in those moments and you're older and you get like all this different knowledge and information, so what is some advice you would give to like your younger self or people who have possibly been in like similar situations you have? Mm-hmm. I think um, the biggest piece of advice I have probably two things for that. One is that. I am also eternally grateful that I worked at Knox because it truly taught me what diversity is, right? I went to a private high school. There was a few students of color. There was, you know, at U of I, my my research colleague was Asian American, but I didn't really ever have colleagues of color until coming to Knox. Didn't really work with as many students of color as when I came to Knox and really and really recognizing the lessons of What's it like to be in my skin? What's it like to be in your skin? And what's it like to fight systemic racism that is there every day? Um, and so that is definitely much more of my mission now than it ever was. Um, and so that's that's one lesson is just to be open to that and to come back to know thyself. You know, come back to recognizing every day what privileges do I have? Again, I'm you know middle class. I work at an institution where I can take sick leave to take care of my kids. I have good health care, you know, so to know the privileges that I carry with me and to recognize how that can impact my work. So just recognizing everyone's, um, you know, it's all the intergroup dialogue stuff. It's recognizing what we bring to the table, what our strengths and weaknesses are and where we can meet our students and, and still get meaningful work done. I had one more piece of advice. I think finding a mentor, right? Finding a mentor or a place to debrief, de-stress. And sometimes it's better to have it not at work, right? Sometimes it's better not to say, well, we could all go grab dinner and then what do we end up doing? We just hash out more work. Sometimes it's better just to be able to say, wait a minute, I'm just going to tell my friend the distilled version because I really just need to process this. You don't need to know that it was this person or this person. I just need to kind of process this. And then I think the other piece would be if your career and workplace offers it, definitely go for any 
professional development that's offered just because sometimes we do get such in the, you know, term starts and it's week to week. It's day to day. It's how many students am I seeing today? Am I ready for TRIO 100? Are we ready for the study abroad fair? Do, 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 do. It's like, hold on, pause, stop, go connect regionally, nationally with fellow academic success professionals and recharge, find out what best practices are, take that pause, reflect like Madison says. So. I think that's actually really good advice because even with me working at Career Center, we help people practice their interviews and their resumes. And sometimes you just need to like recharge or like sharpen your tools that you already have because if you're not con- or like using them your own self, you kind of forget like, okay, how do I like address or how do I handle, you know, different situations. So I think that was really good advice. How has TRIO impacted your life? Like, I know for me, TRIO has been, like, my number one being in college, especially a school like Knox. Like, if I'm stressed or if I'm excited or if I'm sad, who am I going to? I'm going to my advisor. I'm going to Risa. I'm going to Laura. I'm going to everybody in that office. I'm telling my other TRIO friends and stuff that I made. I'm like, there's this opportunity. How has it impacted you? I I think you, I would agree with everything you said, other than I have to step back because I know I'm not in the program. I'm part of the program. I'm, well, you know what I'm saying. As a participant, I'm sure there's a different level. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I've gone through my path. And so what's, what's motivating and what's challenging at the same time is seeing the growth that students experience from walking into the bridge to walking across the stage, right? It's an incredible amount of growth. Now, are there tears? Are there laughter? Have I cried with students? Yes. Have I laughed with students? Yes. Have I, have I scratched my head and just wondered if they, if we could do one thing different, life would be a little easier. Life would be a little better. If, if you would work with a writing tutor, we could get through this. This could be a B plus instead of a, where it's at now. So, you know, there's, um, it's a huge impact. The, the, it's a social justice program, right? It's, it's bringing people up and allowing them to achieve more than, than maybe their families did because we believe that education should be accessible. Right. And Mm -hmm. so that is truly mission driven. That is truly something that I can feel good about. Um, When I go to bed, when I wake up, I know that I'm doing meaningful work, purposeful work, and that we are, we are making an impact. So it's profound. Mm Mm-hmm. I know, like, talking to Laura Lee earlier, we were having a conversation. I'm like, it's in, it's really important to have that passion because sometimes the job days can be hard. Sometimes you don't want to come in. You don't want to deal with the stress or deal with anybody in the workplace or whatever it is. But if you're passionate about it, you're going to work through it, and the next day is going to be better. Or maybe you just need a moment, and it's going to be fine. Because, like, for me at the moment, I'm like, I'm interested and still interested in being a lawyer and doing stuff with law, but I'm like, okay, I'm not as interested as I used to. And then like at the moment with school, I'm like, okay, you have to get that knowledge and learn different stuff, but it's just like, ugh, like the passion slowly dying. But if you keep working on that passion and you remember like, okay, this is what motivates you and this is the reason why you're here. I know seeing like that growth, like you were saying from like when they first come into the office until they're walking that stage and they're getting their um, diploma and stuff, like having that and seeing that, like your impact that you left on people is awesome. It sure is. Thank you so much, Laura, for coming on to our show. And we'll be back next week with another amazing episode.